to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh hey, hey, if you are obedient you are calling the bible alaba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 
So I encourage you. And this is why you need to get a job. So that you can have something to give. I'll not get into it, but don't get a job so that you can have a living. It's, the job is so small to give you a living. There's a way you must begin thinking in the gospel. God will supply your needs. You get a job. And I'm hoping, the way I taught you that you are a Christian first before you are a believer, this is what I'm teaching you also. If you get money for it from a job, it should help you do investment. And also being able to contribute to society. When you have a job, make sure what you're getting from it is able to serve God. If it's only serving your needs, it is a problem. These companies you work for, some of the money they get is stolen. It doesn't have good software. And this is why we encourage tithings and festivals and partnerships. But may God open your eyes to investment. Amen. That you can control. <laughs> there was something, there's something I want to highlight. You know when, when Kamusha, who was that was testifying and said, oh, Deaconess Evelyn, when she, Evelyn, Evelyn, when she was testifying, she said, uh, there's something that God does. When, when, when you ask, when you ask for things, especially to younger, younger people, God has got a tendency to give you, you ask God for a tree, he'll give you a seed. The thing with God giving you a seed is you always behold a tree, but you can, you behold it alone. Because everybody's just seeing a seed. Except maybe you don't have, you don't have, the machine, maybe you don't even have the garden to plant it on. Plant it in. You don't have the machinery to use to water. You don't have the manure to put in. You're thinking, where are all those things going to come from? Come from? But God wants you to have character and stamina, not just to have things. If you have things you never worked for, sometimes people do not manage to keep things they never worked for. So in your young age, God is training you to work and appreciate processes. The means justify the end. A lot of times in mathematical problems, I'm sure that you've seen the show you're working. If you just produce the answer, sometimes many of your teachers are like, ah, yeah, it's correct, but uh, they want to see your work. Even in the spirit, it's the same. A lot of things that I have had, and seem like a success, have involved trusting God in process and working through the process. It takes time to build, build the big things. Even marriages, you people are married. It takes time to build a good marriage. A good marriage is not on the WhatsApp pics wearing the same clothes. <laughs> We look at where, how time treats the two of you. Does that mean for a very, a very tainted car with loads on it? You know that small taxi which is, the paint has finished, but it's like, 
somewhere in Liberia and there's like copper ores on top and mattresses and some people on top, like it's a vintage, it's like it's just off. And then it's going somewhere, even the engine is sounding like they're beating iron, putting irons together, like crank, crank, crank. Like who's, who's ringing the bell? Oh, it's a hawker. And then someone puts that, it's been 20 years and we're still going strong. And then they put that cat, they're going. <laughs> where is time going to, where is time, how is time, what is going to be left of you after five years? Will you be like that old cat and then you tell people, oh, you're still going. <laughs> and then they're going. But as you go, grow, grow older together, even in your relationship, according to the word of God, it must keep getting sweeter and better because the Bible says the light of the righteous is like the light of the dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until it reaches full intensity. And then the, the, the message Bible translation says the older they, be, they get, the better they become, the sweeter they become. And that's how it's supposed to be. The, the more, the longer your relationship lives, the sweeter it's supposed to become. But if it's opposite, then take it back to the Word of God. Not situations, take it to the Word of God. Because that's why you took it from in the beginning. Take it back, say, okay, how, according to the Word of God, how are we doing? How do we use the Word of God to come to this and that place? Are you listening to me? Very important. So, for example, when, 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 when we were beginning the sort of faith church, it's not now that we began it. I began mentoring people. I began pastoring around 2018. So this is not just like, oh, where are these people? Some people would say, where did you get all these people from? I don't know. These are not even like a lot of people, but it's a lot of people. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Where did you get these people from? Like, people think that like, we just came boom with like, a nice thing. <laughs> it takes processes to do ministry. Even you know what you're doing, personal ministries, to play skillfully the way you do. It was a process. Mm-hmm. from nowhere, <laughs> I don't know what they smoke, so I have to pick something. Anyways. When when we started, when we started, when we started, uh, are you learning something? Bottom line is do not be afraid to start. Big things start from somewhere. Do not be afraid to start. Sometimes the size of sometimes what discourages some of you is the size of your vision. It's so big you don't know where to start. So you just it's it's been in the pipelines for some years. Every time someone tells you you're explaining to them like a project and the things you're putting in place, but nothing materializes. Because you're afraid of starting. None of you should be employed the rest of your lives. You must begin employing others. Even you only know some some of you only, only know one side of it. I have you seen how the boss gets cranky when he's about to reach Monday? <laughs> because the boss is about to 
Let that time come where you also now be the one who's cranky because you have to pay your way that money. Yeah, was that to change? My Even now when you look at the boss looking down every time at ah, it's about to gain her. <laughs> Do not be afraid to start. Even marriages are like that. I mean, you're watching, there's this myth that many young guys are where they, they want to like be rich for the all you need is a good consistent source of income. Once you have that, I tell you this as a believer and one who has studied the word of God. The Bible teaches that obtains favor from the Lord. Sometimes you need to grow together with your partner. Are you listening to me? God told me your ministry won't grow until you get married. No, I'm not saying that's for everyone. <laughs> I don't know why God did that. Because I used to preach, guys. Oh. Mm. Patients even stopped saying at the project April 100 because we overreached April. So she just used to say, we have project 100. <laughs> it's the people are 65. So, anyways, different people have got different instructions. Don't fill in the blanks that maybe he was going to do funny things. That's why God wanted him to marry. You are not God. <laughs> also, you don't know the amount of self-control. Ask these people. I used to tell them once they are getting in the mentorship class. I used to have a meeting with them. Ask them. I used to tell them our relationship is super professional. You like me? You are out. <laughs> I like you, call me a fool, and respond with my spiritual father. I used to want them. So don't think for me. <laughs> Hallelujah! So, process is very important. I sat down one night and I said, I must write a movie. Everyone around me was asleep. I didn't have a movie. But I sat up and said, I must write a movie. I didn't have an idea, but I sat down and I said, I must write a movie. One hour passed. Nothing was coming. I told myself, you are not sleeping. You are writing a movie. My brain started telling me, no, these things, maybe you can dream about it. I said, no, you are having a vision today. <laughs> Until an idea dropped into my spirit. Sometimes you press into something. For hours I didn't sleep that night and I wasn't doing anything, just sat on my laptop. Then you get discouraged fast. <laughs> you are not into begging people. I, you know, like that person who said that these days I don't beg anyone. Even if my nose is refusing to breathe, I just use my mouth. <laughs> How lazy people have become. They can't look for some medicines or prayer. I don't know. They're just like, ah. <laughs> I sat there and I wrote it. 
and I had nothing. And I went to someone, hey, can you write the screenplay? Do this, do this. And boom, here we are today. And we are starting a, 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 a very nice company. Yeah. A production house. But it's, it had to be with me having that seat and looking for the seat. And once it dropped, once I had the seat, the process, you know, the Bible says, as they went, they were healed. Sometimes the provision is in the obedience to the instruction. You may not have everything you need when you're starting, but as you obey the word of God, things start falling into place. Are you following me? Are you obedient? Yes. That's how it's, when we started this vision, all the house of the church, all we had was a vision and a dream squad. I remember that Sunday when we went to Monza, the dream squad offering, I wore that blue suit. The one with, the one I gave Dylan. <laughs> the one they bought for me when I was, yeah. <laughs> when I went back, that's when I realized, wait, how is this going to work exactly? <laughs> you know, sometimes being a pastor, <laughs> when you wear a, a new watch, people, when people come to you, they look nice. I mean, just nice. Ah, I can't get one. Someone say, God is good. Do not be afraid to start. I just told my wife, tell them I'm coming next month. This <laughs> <laughs> my first stance, don't <laughs> Check my account. <laughs> Because TXN was not coming. <laughs> you know, people say that the message has got vitamins. <laughs> but as I moved, money started coming. See that? Some of you, God is going to give you. You are praying for big things, but God is going to give you seeds. Because it knows you've got the time and the faith and the energy, and God has got the grace to supply you with what you need through the process. Now, people I call in the morning and I'm sleeping, I'm like, I get discouraged. They just don't know. I don't say them. I say, how do you sleep? How, how do you manage, guys? Why is your conscience? Wow. It bothers me, eh? It bothers me. How do you manage? I don't know if it's just a meeting, but like, if I sleep, from let's say 24 hours to 24 hours, I sleep from 24 hours to 6 hours. The whole 6 hours just full light. When I wake up, I'm like, 
I need to work hard. I need to recover the hours. No. With the, let me give you an example. And I'm saying this with the, with the humility I can practice. With the things I'm building. If I've got a lazy workout and there's some things I can't do, I won't manage. And then these are things I started from scratch. So that same word culture is the same one I need to put. You know the problem with Christians sometimes? After you've, 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 you've beaten all the demons, you've prayed midnight prayers, then you start sleeping. It's like, it's like some Christians feel irrelevant when there are no more demons to chase. <laughs> So you find they did three day fast. It was fire everywhere. They've scarred the kingdom of darkness. But their weak culture is pathetic. Paul said, I worked hard, yet not I, but by the grace. But through the grace, I labor. The grace for excellence demands labor. You only go to YouTube when you want to watch the wrong things and you're fighting habits. <laughs> and these days you need to be careful. You need to have serious self-control because you're just going to open an app, share it, boom, something stupid will come up. So if you lack self-control, you'll be behind in your Christian faith. You'll always be backsliding. You need self-control. You can't be fighting the same thing over and over again. With all the power God has given you, God will help you. Amen. There's so much, everything I learned on movie directing, I took from YouTube. Some of you want to begin this business for transport. Go on, on the website. All you need is maybe 100 MB you would have read the lot. Knowledge. So, you must be willing to be from, from scratch. And then don't sleep too long. If you train your body to be sleeping too long, if you do a little work, no, 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 I don't like that way, please. You are just lazy. <laughs> then those who are working harder, they are people of the flesh. No. <laughs> you are even fleshier than them. Because <laughs> you, you know the word of God. Flesh, fleshier, fleshiest. <laughs> I know I've lived with people. You ask, when I, when I finished school, great job, you ask Francis and Angel and Peter. So it's a work culture I started a long time. I would be amazed sometimes. <coughs> Those are my nephews. So sometimes I'd, they're sleeping. I'd finished school, I wasn't doing anything, but I would get my laptop. I would read books up to zero three, then sleep. Daily thing, reading. At some point you think, you know somebody once put up struggling to sleep, insomnia issues. And I was like, wait, do I also have insomnia? <laughs> How come I don't sleep? Then I, the Holy Spirit helped me. The Holy Spirit said, no, no, you just have a good workout. No. <laughs> because it's like I can't sleep if I'm not done a certain amount of work. It's a culture. You train yourself into it. Those who, who are not waking, they are the ones with the biggest lazy problem. Those with
with, a, with, 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 with an agenda you can control. Those with the change you can control, they are the laziest. Because you can sleep as long as you want to wake up. Someone who loves you and always keeping you will bring food you still eat to the glory of God. <laughs> you are lazy. And it's a sin. Yes. Mm. There are some people who went to hell for this issue. Yes. I think virgins. They were even virgins. serious. Read the Bible. They went to hell. They went to hell virgins. <laughs> and they were a lot. So that means this problem is big. Problem, you don't describe it as laziness. You say it's rest. You should avoid it. And some of you in school, you are struggling with some concepts to understand. You are not just pushing. You give up too fast. Mm -hmm. If you have been in a relationship with a person who every time you have a problem, let's go as a person, let's break up. <laughs> no problem. I'm not saying for those who it happened once, but I'm saying there are people who are like, every time you do something, they are just, maybe they will go as a person. Maybe, ah. Uh, <laughs> Just lazy. When they have, when you have your phone, either you're on TikTok or you're watching Facebook videos, then you find you've spent you've spent two hours. Then when it comes to even now, you've developed your brain to the extent that when you're if you're going to read the Bible, your brain has been so hooked on on visual uh, on, on motion graphics on things that are moving that when you read the Bible, you read very well for 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 a good ten minutes. Then afterwards, your eyes will begin closing. You, 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 you have dishonored the function of the body. Now, as a Christian, you problem, you don't see how heavy this is. You don't. You don't. So, you know, you, 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 you know, you have to be forced and threatened with an exam to be able to read for a good two hours. Yeah, that's it. You walk like this. <laughs> <laughs> but starting for your own research and understanding, <laughs> you'd rather sit down. And, you know, it's the reason why. It's the reason why I began to be movies. So, like, it's what I wanted to do. I used to give people books. Some of them are even here. I'll give them a good book. I never, not, not, not charge them. I'll give them a book. Mm, read for free. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, take pictures. Sign. And then, <laughs> two weeks later, 70 pages, 70 pages, big print. Have you read the book? I started! <laughs> 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 
and I see the amount of TikTok videos and Facebook videos they have consumed. It's embarrassing. I'm not even saying they are doing sinful things. They're just saying Indians making what at night. They're just <laughs> Indians making buildings. Just doing 15 hacks. Hacks they'll never even do. Buildings will never build themselves. It's, it's, you know, it's just to gratify the flesh. To relax. Things you do to relax. Five virgins. Five. Pastor Joel, Dr. Joel wrote the book, Free Yourself from the Dream Killer. I'm going to demand that as a church we all read that book. We must all read that book. If you don't read it, I'm going to, I'm going, I'm going to buy some personally. I'm going, to buy, I'm going to talk to him. We are going to read that book. Hmm? I'm going to put it, I know some of you may not necessarily afford now, but we'll put it in the library. So everyone must read. I buy you the book, even say at you. are reading after two weeks. <laughs> you very bad. <laughs> A book changed my life. I get here. <laughs> this is what the Lord wanted to bring to my attention, to your attention. Because this is the thing that offends me. People are lazy. Sometimes I say, well, how are you able to manage to do all this? When they ask me that question, I just, I don't take pride in it. Because when I look at what God has given, put in people, an entire Holy Spirit. But you, for you, it's just, you just know the Holy Spirit will be only tongues. That's what you think the Holy Spirit is. Ah, something should change. We will not colonize the world with the gospel if we are lazy. We will not colonize these industries infested with demons and wealthy people. If we are lazy, we will not. I want to get into the fashion industry. You just work. You are your own boss. Eh? You just work. You work like every other normal person in government. You can't. When, when, you're, when you're working individually, the biggest thing that takes away businesses is laziness. So, I'll introduce this topic again. So you remember the topic, the testimony Joab was giving? Yes, we were together. <laughs> I'm trying to calm down. So, 
I gave a few notes last week. Number one, there's no person that God allows to exist who has no purpose. Ah, we should stop this laziness. Sometimes that's why your soul is not growing. You are lazy. Mm-hmm. In prayer, you are not fasting. In pushing people, and you are expecting your soul leader to do everything. You are just a participant. And some of you thought, hey, I'm talking to soul leaders. No, I'm talking to you, soul member. You think people will save themselves? Ah, Rishupa. When did you last fire your man? I don't know. No, <laughs> Guys, don't talk to me. Later you prepare that day. That ah, they only post like a story. They go on and on, samba, samba, and on, tunga, And you just reach there. Guys, this channel prophetic, it's young girls. He just reached there. Yes. <laughs> The leading. These are the words you wanted to utter unto me. Can you? Dear son, can you? So even evangelism is the same. You have to learn pursuit. So don't just say, ah, she's stubborn. No. They're just lazy. We, if, we, if we are not vigorous in soul winning, even though you've seen me, those who've gone out to do soul winning with me, how many are they? How many have seen me do soul winning? Am I kind? No. Am I shy? No. You have to know as you are doing soul winning, you may probably be dealing with evil spirits, you are dealing with people who don't like you, you are dealing with people who think you are wasting their time. But you are also dealing with people who are sinners and they will go to hell. So you have to balance. So when you are talking to them, you have to be like this. No, I just have two minutes, please. I have something I want to share with you. No, I won't even take long. You know what the Bible says? No, no, no. Before I know it, she's listening. Before you know it, boom. You have so much So, your sales must grow. You'll find many people who go to TV. People are being chased in bars during COVID-19. Yet now, and churches sometimes were stopped from meeting. Yet now, even now, you find worldly people are meeting at center, they are meeting, they are clubbing. Yeah, they are doing things. Yet you, you are still working on certain physical things. Although even know here, even when the COVID-19 was here, we used to park this place. So don't even pretend, just that the physical meetings. The same God who preserved you there will preserve you even now. Ah, don't be lazy. Someone say, this is my word. Don't look at your neighbor, some of you are. 
write this down. There is no person that God allows to exist who has no purpose. No person existing today has no purpose. Let me tell you a mystery. There's something that God did apart from creating. There's depth in meaning when the Bible tells us that God created man in his own image and after his own likeness. Someone say, I'm following. I'm following. When the Bible shows us that God created man in his own image and after his own likeness, it means quite a multiple number of things. Let me tell you one in the context of what I'm discussing with you. Um, when God created man in his likeness, he also put in him the capability to recreate through procreation. To recreate through procreation. Now, now, it's deeper than just recreation through procreation. created man after his own image and after his own likeness and then he put the breath of life into the body that he created, right? Now what he did when he says be fruitful and multiply, what God did is he also gave mankind the, capabil the capability to reproduce the human a human spirit. That means it's not just a body we create. That means we pull from God human spirits when we are making human beings and God put it on default. So that even if it's out of fornication, it will still happen. But we are still pulling from God. So the sin is not necessarily the pulling from God. It's the doing it before time. So it's not the person who is the sin. It's what you did to bring them. But even that person, you are pulling them from God before their time. Before your time to pull them. But they still have a place because they come from God. Because if God did not have give us the, cap <clears throat> the ability to recreate even human spirits, then we would, every, we would give birth to like dead babies. Then God would have to always come and breathe the breath of life into them. Wow. You see that? So God also gave us the ability to recreate human spirits. But they come from God. So as long as every person is born, they come from God. Let me tell you this. I don't know how you were born or what they said about your birth. But don't take too much time thinking you are a mistake. You will pay for your laziness and for every wrong thing you learned. Because ignorance is not different. You can say, I didn't know. Now you know. Change. Stop pitting yourself. You've got too much assignment. Imagine standing before a judge and saying, I didn't have murder years and offense. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then the judge is like, oh, I understand, I understand. Kupluto. <laughs> <laughs> so, you need to know that you have a place. It doesn't matter how you came. That's not your fault. They will pay for it. But you, you also pay for what you didn't do. 
After all, there are many people you even know yourself who didn't come properly, but they've made impact on this earth. Follow those examples. And that shouldn't even be a big deal. So, number one, know that there's no person that God allows to exist who has no purpose. <clears throat> Every person has a purpose. That's important. Number two, so that's Jeremiah 1, 5. You can put in parentheses, Jeremiah chapter number one, verse five. As a reference point, number two, no person or no Christian lacks an assignment from God or lacks purpose from God. No Christian, no believer lacks assignment or purpose from God. First Corinthians number 12, verse 7. And the Bible says, to everyone, the manifestation of the Spirit is given to the profit of everyone. So it says, but the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to some people. Come on, come on, look at that. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to deacons. And each one is one For the profit of all. So if you are not doing anything, you probably have not discovered your anything. It's like, and it's not even a big deal. Like, oh, I have to discover in prayer. It's not that difficult. Sometimes people make it so difficult. Like, I'm discovering my purpose. Like, and you see, this is what makes a lot of people be so discouraged. A lot of you will not hear a voice from the Spirit of God. My son. <laughs> Your purpose. Let me just go. So angels go. As I was saying, and it won't happen like that. You just feel like me. Yeah, I just like I just feel like I can play an instrument. There are things God put in our spirits that just. Like, you feel like when you're in the house of God, you just can't sit, you need to do something. So don't make it so difficult. Oh, my purpose. <laughs> What's my purpose for my life, oh no. <laughs> don't make it so difficult. I've seen people depressed because they've saved God so much, but they're still saying purpose, purpose. <laughs> One day, woman, Woman, a rich woman, walked in with a big car in Olympia and started crying, Babos! <laughs> Don't make it so hard, you depress yourself. Whatever God puts in your hands, God will not punish you for what he never told you. But the things God is going to be putting in your heart, you just feel like I need to give more. You are doing, you are working towards purpose. You just feel like you need to be behind the camera. You just need to stand and make sure people are falling while as pastor is praying for them. You are within purpose. You are shining, you are praying, Lord, may I shine, then let your name be known. It's purpose. Purpose is not like that one thing. It's a number of assignments properly done at the end of one's life. Then you will say, ah, you live your purpose properly. And the Spirit of God will put things in your heart and in your mind and people around you who will lead you towards assignments that will make you live a fully lived purpose on this earth. So don't make it so hard. Don't make, don't be so hard on this purpose. Ah, way, uh -uh. 
I tell them people, don't put pressure on yourself. Just flow. There are times the Spirit of God will tell you, fast for the next one week. You fast. You are within purpose. Sometimes he will tell you, he will tell you, go and evangelize. Sometimes he will tell you, I'm giving you a word of knowledge, a dream. Flow with the spirit. Don't make it so hard. I didn't even know what I was until very recently myself. All my things that I just want to preach. I always just wanted to preach me. I didn't even know. When Apostle Fred was being called Prophet Fred, me, I was being called Sadaniel. I didn't know what God has called me, whether I'm a prophet or what. I didn't know. All I knew was I'm preaching and people are getting blessed. So I just flowed with the spirit. But if I want, I stand down and say, Papa, oh, stop, then I get discouraged and all of you are waiting for me. They always seem to be like, ah. So don't put pressure on yourself. Just flow. Somebody say, flow. Flow. Okay, number three the purpose with which someone is born has a timeline. That is to mean there is a period of time or a generation you are to serve. When we look at people's lives and we look at people who served, we notice that purpose has a timeline. So that means God puts you in a generation where you're supposed to serve. And that generation is your generation. As the Bible says of Joshua, and the people served God all the days of Joshua. May it be said of you, the people served God all the days of so and so. Somebody say amen. Amen. When you look back at your last two years, can it be said between that year and that year, in the life of, of, of Chugo, did people save God in the last four months, Brother Chugo? Or did they spend sleepless nights? What did they say of you in the last two years of your life? Did, did people cry and wonder if you are saved? Was the body of Christ blessed? That's purpose, or within purpose. So you've got a timeline. Like I shared with you last time, God was teaching me on parenting. And what the Lord told me was, parenting is working with God in raising the next generation. Parenting is simply working with God in order to raise the next generation. So every time you become a parent, it means God has promoted you to serve the next, to, to help grow the next generation. And so the nature of the generation that is coming is a reflection of the generation before and what they put in them. That's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way you should grow, and when he grow up, grows up, you'll never depart from it when he grows old. Hallelujah. Praise Are you following? Yes, sir. So, the perp- so remember that time is counting. Time is ticking. What are you doing? What are you doing in your time? Then I told you, number four, that purpose is argument for preservation, right? Yes. And then I gave you the story, like the story that he gave. The, the testimony that he gave, he made the work easier for me. God preserves people so that he knows that they are still needed and they have a purpose and they're executing it properly. So we all receive purpose from God. Are you listening to me? There are things that God wants. Now, I don't want you to think I'm talking to deacons. I'm talking to each of you individually. If you don't pay attention to this message, it will be a witness against you. All of you. But it can be also a witness for you. That she listened when the pastor spoke. 
And he changed his ways after he heard the message. And that's a bonus for you. Because God is looking for the fruit of obedience. Hallelujah. Yeah. Remember, Colossians chapter 4, verse 17. He was told, say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you fulfill it. You have to fulfill the ministry received in the Lord. And you can tell within yourself that you have a ministry. Now, there's a difference between wanting to do more for God and the timeline. <laughs> so sometimes you can find that you've done less, but you've lived your time. So you can even know that you're supposed to do more, but you're not doing it. And then time is not waiting. Time is not waiting. Because it keeps going. Whether that would job the Kenagalenda. Pause. It just keeps going. Anything else may change. I, I, I mean, anything else may stop, but your age. I stopped counting when I attended 11. Because they just kept coming, the years. I'm like, what oh, So there's an, an assignment to receive. Set to occupants amplified. See that you discharge carefully. That means that means always seeking what the Spirit of God wants you to do. Always looking for even what your pastor wants you to do so that you can serve God. Constantly, carefully. You know the way you're at your workplace and you want to please your CEO. You want to make sure that your lecturer gets what he's been teaching. You are looking for ways to please. You know, like, it was my father's birthday, and I was noticing my brothers and sisters were not sending gifts. I waited till the birthday was just about to finish. <coughs> then to do a kastata, I sent it 1,000. And I even wrote a text, as your humble son, <laughs> I'll do better. But I just want you to know that I appreciate you. You mean so much to me. She loves you. Everything he likes to hear. Ah, the man blessed me. I was like, you have to know how to get things. Because I know the kind of assignment I, I have. I need all the blessings I can get from this man. I need to come in the leisure. So I know I received. Ah, the man was excited. You know, there's something about like a 1,000. Just, it's like a complete number. You know? And he's a man, so I don't even need to post him. As long as a man has entered. It's different if it was mom. Mom will always need my post. Where's it? But dad is like, I don't want to post. The command is enough. <laughs> and the man, I know me. We are the same. I just gave you a hint. Ladies. Posting a man is. It's okay. But you said you make a one thousand. <laughs> it's like it's got like my balance take like a balanced diet, you know what I'm saying? 
Second Samuel, chapter 23, verse 1. The last words of David, the great king. He, this guy was so smart. Here's how he describes his life in his last day. He says, now these are the last words of David. David, that says, says David, the son of Jesse. That says the man raised up on high, the anointed of God of Jacob. He's always leaning himself towards God did this for me. Very humble. God anointed. Are you saying very clever? Also, he humbles himself further and says, the sweet psalmist of Israel. Can you imagine? He didn't say the king that reigned by power and honor. He describes himself as the sweet. Imagine the things that David did. He would have called himself conqueror of kingdoms. Because he did. Slayer. The only snaking amongst the <laughs> Disappearer of Goliath. Like he would have described himself by all these things. 
Imagine describing yourself yourself as the great usher. The host of the Lord. Imagine. People, people are coming. Yeah, these are your last words. People are coming to take down because maybe you did this for the country, you did this for your family. Then you start describing yourself. Can you show them? They don't know. So you start describing yourself. The sweet service in the Asset of Church. Yay! The one who started cell groups and served the Lord. You know. This is why, this is why God loved this guy, David. He knew the right thing to say. Now some of you, if you are the governor, oh, your last words, um, you are so far died. Oh. <laughs> Can I just say a little something? Yeah, so, um, I began with the high level. Uh, then, uh, I did a little bit of uh, Bank of Zambia. Then, uh, I started a few village bankings, but... Uh, praise God, praise God. <laughs> Hey, this is so smart. This is so smart. This is a spiritually awake man who knew exactly how to describe himself best and by what standard. In the end of his life, he brought his purpose to how he served God and how God raised him to serve him. Forget everything. This is what will matter one day. And if you are doing Tara, I'll be there to greet you. I used to tell him. I'm going to read one passage, then we're going to pray. When you read Jesus, you'll be amazed at how he was a master of the scriptures. Many, many times people just know Jesus for the supernatural and the things that he did. But the first time Jesus Christ came on the scene, when you read Luke chapter number four, the first thing that Jesus Christ did is he found himself in the scriptures. Find yourself in the scriptures. So he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to do A, B, C. And then he said, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The next time Jesus Christ came in his glory, the first thing he did was to show that he fulfilled the scriptures. Now, let me show you this. Luke chapter number 24, verse 36. The Bible reads, and just as they were, and just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. Peace be with you, he said. But the whole group was startled and frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Why are you frightened? Jesus asked. Why are your hearts filled with doubt? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can say that it's really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost. Because ghosts don't have bodies, as you see that I do. Already that's a teaching on demonology. So ghosts don't have a body. So next time someone comes to you and says, I'm a ghost. No, no, the Bible says ghosts don't have bodies. That's how you learn. You deduce from the scriptures. And he spoke. He showed them his hands and his feet. Still they stood there in disbelief, filled with joy and wonder. Then he asked them, do you have anything to eat? In our glorified bodies, we'll still be eating. Some of you think, so we'll go to heaven. And yes, sir! Deal with it is no, no, you still eat. So Jesus wanted to show them that in your glorified, resurrected body, you still be able to eat. The Bible says they gave him a piece, a, a piece of broiled fish, sort of, it was bribed. And he ate as they watched. I can just imagine how 
what it was, they're all watching him eat. Oh. He ate. I don't know if you And maybe like me, he liked that caffeine when it's dry. Empty. And he just imagine the Lord Jesus. They are in belief. And once they are looking, wow. He goes, Peter, you watch me, and can I think that's why they got the finger eating good from. Okay, let's go. And he ate as they watched. Then he said, when I was now this is a, this is this is why it's important. Then he said, when I, when, then he said, when I was with you, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. So he, Jesus was tracing his life through the scriptures. And what he says is, when I was with you, I told you that everything written in the, in the next dimensions that I'm going to mention to you, in the law of Moses, in the prophets, and in the Psalms, that means everything that Moses was talking about was pointing to Christ. Everything that the Psalms were written about was pointing to Christ. And everything the prophets stood for and spoke about were pointing to Christ. And every time we read the Bible in the Old Testament, no matter what, we must be able to see Christ in the scriptures. And what I'm going to do next week when we come is I'll open your eyes to begin to see that the Bible actually, in the law of Moses, in the prophets and in the Psalms, discusses Christ. When you reach this place of revelation, everything becomes Jesus. You, you begin seeing Jesus in everything that you are doing. When you're seeing the Bible, when you're seeing your life, and you begin seeing how to fulfill your life and your ministry in the lens of Jesus. And you will know that no, until I feel the scriptures, I cannot die. Because Jesus refused to die until he fulfills the last bit of the scriptures. You are not to die until you fulfill the scriptures about you. You are not to die until you fulfill the ministry that God has given you. It doesn't matter what they said at the hospital. It doesn't matter what happens in your family. You Bye, Antara Brothers, when they're the British, he called Dara Badia Kasati, he 